So, hello, welcome to Cup of Three. Uh, 2020 has hit Married at First Sight this episode, and <laughs> it's hit it hard. <laughs> so, it's been very interesting watching this, because we kind of, like, you know, we're in it, so we know that it's going to happen, and just seeing the, like, joy in their lives and see them go to restaurants not knowing <laughs> that you're not going to be able to do that at one point, so mm-hmm. enjoy it while you have it. Um, but... Yeah, enough enough chit chat. What did you guys think about the pandemic in particular and uh, how it affected our different couples here? Um, Mabel? Yeah, I think that some couples saw some good things like Miles and Karen spending some more time together. Seems mm. like Karen was relaxing a little more. So really good for their relationship. Not so great for others like when Brett moved out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I think what was interesting about both of their relationships is that both Olivia and Karen are essential workers. And I was like, wow, both essential workers, like both really at the heart of what's going on right now. And they are in their own relationships seeing polar opposite effects of it. So I thought that was interesting how the pandemic just impacted their relationships so differently. Definitely. Yeah. And like, I can imagine that being in this arranged marriage, being only a couple of months in. And then if you are an essential worker, like dealing with the the weight of the pandemic and like literally seeing the effects of that, if you're working in healthcare specifically, like that must be, I don't, I don't even know how you would begin to process that in the moment. And like also be trying to show up in your new relationship and figure out if like that's going to work for you or not. Mm-hmm. I think there's another layer to it where um, everyone is approaching the pandemic in different ways. People are able to approach it in different ways, depending on what access you have, like what type of work you have, if you can do it remotely or not. Um, It seems like Miles, they just closed down the school and like, of course, like maybe did a bit of a transition to virtual learning, but like that doesn't, like everything is flipped upside down. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I empathize so hard with them of like, I mean, I know what it felt like for us to go through the, the, I mean, we're still in the pandemic now, but like, especially in the beginning part of it, it was really, really hard to adjust to like, okay, I have to accept this new reality that like, I can't go hug my grandma. <laughs> That's just not an option, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, um, and like all those layers to it. So just, I, <laughs> I just can't imagine going through all of that together. Just the pandemic in itself is a lot. Yeah, it really is. I there's so much to talk about. I I don't even know where yeah. where we should start. I well, Mabel, you did do a, you you had a great point with the essential workers. I think I kind of want to start with that. Um, that I think must be just incredibly. So a at least I know for me personally, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like washing down groceries. I was going all in. Um, we had all the the uh, disinfectants in the world here. And the idea of having a partner who is going in, A, I, I would be incredibly proud because, you know, they're, they're helping and this is, you need them in, in particular in a time period like this, you know, once in a decade, no, sorry, once in a hundred years or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a decade. Mm-hmm. That's ten. Okay, uh, once in a hundred year 
pandemic. That was just my brain had to process all that at the same time. <laughs> um, so having a person, you know, be an essential worker, and even if it's not in medical field, like, you know, certain jobs where we need them so much in a time period like this. Mm -hmm. But I would personally be extremely concerned with that. And I, I think having to, like, I, I've, I've read that some couples, especially in the beginning, their partners were living in apartments separate from them. And um, especially if they had like kids that were at risk, they were kind of playing it safe. And like, you know, we, we don't want you to stop. Obviously it's great that what you're doing, but we don't want to risk the family. Mm -hmm. um, so now you're in this weird situation where your, your spouse is working away. I've, I've, there were cases that I read where like both um, husband and wife or both partners were medical professionals. So now you're in a situation where you're like trying to drop off the kids to the grandparents and it's just, it's so much to handle. So I just kudos to all the people who um, were medical professionals and essential workers. Thank you so much. Uh, and in the, like within the show, just like you said, you're handling, you're married to a stranger and now you're going through this together. I, oof, I don't know <laughs> so much, so, so much. Would you, uh, to kind of bring it to you guys, what would you do in that situation? If you, oh, so that's hard because essential workers are at the heart of what's going on. They are mm -hmm. every single day with someone who, they're, they're exposing themselves every single day is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And I can understand when Brett was laying next to Olivia in bed saying, yeah, we're holding her down with Lysol every day when she gets home because I I also might be a little concerned too if I had a partner yeah. coming home every single day and giving me a hug and a kiss and they were just with a group of people that are COVID positive. And so that's scary. Mm. I would yeah. love to think that I wouldn't be, you know, phased by it, but like mm. even miles like he wasn't phased necessarily by the infection like possible best ability to be infection part but more along mm. the lines of like i'm bored and i want to hang out with you and you're always busy yeah. and you're gone like yeah i i just think that especially so because i also started a relationship during covid and i just think that it's really hard to if you're both not on the same schedule so like you both mm. don't have a lot of time right now um it's hard to just relate and if that means like one person is an essential worker, like I can definitely see that taking a toll on someone's relationship. And yeah. like, unfortunately, some people not, you know, not surviving that pandemic. So I would like to think that I would be a supportive partner if I were, you know, having all these thoughts and the person staying at home kind of thing. But it would probably take me some time to get there <laughs> to yeah. coming around to being that supportive partner. Yeah, I I think that would be incredibly hard. Um, I think especially if like you are the one that had to go out a lot, this, there's this weird thing where like, like for us, we've been able to like, we both work remotely. So we're able to like be pretty unplugged from the world and kind of stay out of the mix and hopefully not, you know, spread anything, um, or get anything, which would be great. But, um, I think like the, what also happens with that is you, at least 
just speaking for myself, it makes it way more scary to go out because you don't do it very much. So like even just like we, we got our flu shot like a couple of weeks ago and like going in with our masks and like being inside with other people, um, even though everyone's wearing a mask and we're trying to get done quickly and everything, it was, I was very, very anxious and I just could not wait to get out of there. And, but I think on the flip side of that, if you're an essential worker who maybe like worked at that Walgreens and like, that's your check, you know, you, you're going in, it becomes almost like normal a lot faster because you're always doing that. And, you know, you maybe are able to like accept the risk of it a lot quicker and just kind of like be like, okay, this is my situation. This is what I have to do to um, make it by financially right now. This is my best option. Like I'll do what I can to stay safe, but like, this is what I'm going to be doing. I think you can kind of be okay with that faster than when you're just like someone like me, who's just kind of like, nope, never going to go out again. Like, <laughs> not to that extreme, but like, I'm, I'm able to do that. I'm, I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, so I think right. when you have, if you had, if you were, if I were in a relationship with someone, whatever the combination, I think it would be hard to see eye to eye on that because like one person might feel like it's way more serious than the other person. And it's not that they're like, they think it's less risky or whatever. It's just, they have a different understanding of like, just acceptance. <laughs> this is, this is just the situation. We yeah. can't change it. So this is what we're going to do right. for now. So I think one of the things that I found interesting is it's, I guess I'm going to try to pose this more as a question is I think it's a lot easier to be understanding when the, your partner has a job that is like in the medical field or an essential, um, you know, essential worker and they are still working. You know, uh, quite a few people have been affected in a pandemic in the way where their jobs, they're no longer able to work, whether they've been, you know, furloughed or laid off. Um, and even, even within the show, we have one participant who's a flight attendant. I'm, it's probably safe to assume that her job was affected by this. And we know Miles' job was also affected by this. And their relationship in particular, I found pretty interesting because you have one person who is going to work probably more now than she did before in Karen because it's essential. And then you have Miles who is at home and isn't able to work even though he wants to. And it's that, that um, like, we kind of see with their scenes that there's, he's trying to get affection and she's not showing that. And, you know, that has been their relationship this entire season. But I do wonder if part of that is just like frustration a little bit where like I've been working a 12 hour shift or whatnot and I get home and you are at home all day and, you know, I'm sure he's doing what he can, but I could see there being a little bit of resentment. And I know, you know, said person would know, like, it's not like he chose to be this way. Like this is just life has hit us. You know, <laughs> you can't plan for a pandemic. You, well, you could, but that's more on the government side. Um, so, but of course, he's just reacting to the situation that we're at, that we're in. And I think I would like to imagine I would be very understanding and, and, uh, you know, get that this is just part of being with a partner. 
Um, but week one, week two, week three, a month, two months, three months, four months, like this pandemic has been, a, has been going strong for a while. And I could see that being a larger and a larger factor of just a, the financial stress, but then B the stress of in their relationship in particular, one person working so much more and the other one, not, um, what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of like the different work stages? So the one thing I, I did think about when the pandemic first hit or those folks that were completely cut off from their family. And I come mm. from a military family and that the first thing I heard of was deployment when I heard that yeah. one partner is gone, not coming home at super late at night, you know, be clean, don't touch me. You know, one partner is gone and you don't yeah. like in deployment, you know a little more, but like in this sense for a long time and you don't know how long that could be. And that was when I thought about that kind of like hit me, I was like, that would probably be the hardest for me just because that means like, I can't even argue with you about being, you know, COVID infected. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that is just so hard. And I really do applaud all of those folks who are like, yes, I have a spouse or a partner, or whatever mm -hmm. that is, that's going into this environment willingly and being like, yes, I also know I'm not going to be able to see my spouse, my child, my, et cetera, my family for mm -hmm. however long. And that's just like, that is probably the hardest thing of those who are like essential workers. That, that's probably just the hardest thing I'd probably, just, I don't know if I can get through. Yeah. 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 And now it's like, uh, not only are you thinking about like, oh, I miss this person. I, I wish they were at home and we, we had our normal thing going on, but you're also worried about them catching the virus. Maybe they're, I mean, it, it affects people differently and you, you don't know if they'll be okay. And like, you have a specific threat to someone that you love and care about every day until when, whenever the end of this, however that shows up, whatever it looks like, it's not going to be one date. It's going to be a another transition into people keep calling it the new normal. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like it's just <laughs> change, change, which is constant, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's what I would struggle with a lot is, is worrying that like, is my person going to get hurt? <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're in a really unsafe place being in public in whatever way they are. Right. Um, it would be hard to like just accept that and be present and and still like find there's still good things going on in life right now and like being able to yeah. still accept that while there are also awful things going on um that's that's really hard balance to strike like mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i guess you're right the new normal that's everyone's go-to phrase for this pandemic uh but another one that I've heard is it's an accelerator of like fact trends that have been going on slowly. Now we're just kind of fast forwarding that. And I think that probably is the case for relationships too, where if you, it was a relationship that was rocky before the pandemic, it's, you know, I fell apart. Yeah. You know, there, there's been divorces. There's been multiple, plenty of divorces through this mm -hmm. and breakups and whatnot. And um, I, I could see that being a factor. 
Uh, and then for some relationships, you know, it, it accelerated that like they have, we have pandemic babies as well. Right. So like we got all types of fast forwarding going on, uh, through this, man, this is a down, this is a down topic. Um, <laughs> well, I think what we're getting at too, and like what this connects to is with mm -hmm. Brett and Lilibia, I really think that that was the breaking point for Brett because yeah. he he's a very black and white thinker. I think his approach to um, looking at the pandemic is very like kind of reduce contact with the public in any way possible kind of a thing to minimize the chance of exposure, of spreading it, of whatever. And Olivia's, I mean, she has to go into a hospital. She's working, she sees what this is like. She sees it every day. And I think, I think from his perspective, he felt like she was too cavalier about it because when she went to visit her parents, that seemed to be like the big problem for him of like, why would you, why would you do that? Like worrying about her safety, I'm sure the safety of her parents, his safety of like, do we know for sure that this is okay? And, you know, traveling during a pandemic has like all sorts of considerations. Um, and it doesn't seem like they actually had a conversation that like he was going to be moving out. Like, <laughs> I'm going to Brett. He told her. He How many times have we played that scene where she's on the phone and she's just like, "I what? Why? Where's all the stuff?" And he was just like, "Yeah, I thought we talked about this. <laughs> Clearly not, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. food out of the pantry is gone, Brett." <laughs> It's like, no, I ate it. I was hungry. Gosh. <laughs> but then he yeah. was just gone, yeah. and she didn't expect that at all. And so, like, <laughs> I don't know how you come back from that. Oh, my God. I don't know either. Like, mm -hmm. Brett just up and left, like, quickly, like, not even thought about it. was just like, I'm out. And, okay, where was, what? Where was all that conversation just, like, talking? Because you're in a relationship, you know, yes, you're married. But you're also in a relationship. Like, what, are you going to just ghost your partner? Like, ghost your wife. This is not a first date. <laughs> She's got your number. She knows where you live. Yeah. Yeah. As as the uh, the resident, uh, I guess, douchebag uh, defender is what I what? turned into. I thought you were calling oh. yourself a douchebag. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Douchebag defender. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Uh, apparently, because I was all about defending Zach last season. But I understood him in this. This was the... Honestly, I think I kind of wish he had done this earlier. Like it was, it's been pretty clear to all of us that they weren't going to work and that they weren't working. Like call it off, you know, call it off. And um, he could have been a lot better with the communication, clearly. Mm -hmm. Like it's good to for the other person to know. But um you know, I, they had different views on a pandemic. They had different views on having kids. They have different views on communication. Right. They have different views on money. They have different views on on uh, where they're their live. friendships, where they're going to live. Like there were so many things. Like yeah, you're gonna be the bad guy when you break up a relationship anyway. So just break up the relation. Like it, it needed to come to it needed to come to an end mm -hmm. and this wasn't the best way of doing it. So I'm not going to defend that. This is mm -hmm. being a dick. You know, even the thing where she's like, you took everything. He's like, I didn't take everything. She's like, the only thing left here is your, your coffee pot. And he's like, oh, I should have brought that. You're a dick. You're a dick. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Um, but 
I just they there was nothing there was nothing there you know so I was weirdly proud that he finally called it um it's you know it just it just needed to happen and I think there's a difference between her her job right like she is a medical professional and then her going to see her family members and things like that I could see why he was concerned, you know, like, even if it's not for her family, you know, we're all a large community. So it's, if you're trying not to make it spread and go further, I could see, I could, I fully understand his, his uh, concerns there. So mm-hmm. <sighs> good job for calling it. Good job. <laughs> just, just do better next time yeah. when you do. You're right. Like there wasn't really a lot left to fight for with them. Like they had their moments, they had promising times, but like they're, they had a mountain of things to work through if they really wanted that marriage to work. And like, I think about the progression that we've seen in our star couple, Amani and Woody, where like, it seemed like from the beginning they were, (laughs) there's the hearts. Yes. Um, It seems like from the beginning, they were already thinking of this is, this is my forever person. I don't know him yet, but we're gonna like having that vision of understanding that like, this is big picture stuff. Like this is my life partner now. And I think Brett and Olivia approached it with more of a cautious, this is maybe my forever person thing. So they let all the little things in that short term, you know, short time that they had together as like, this is the relationship and not never giving it the chance to see like, if this is my forever person, does it matter so much that, you know, X, Y, and Z, these small things. I think you really learn to let go of those small things when you can think big picture. Yeah. Yeah, And like we kept noticing throughout the season that Olivia and Brett weren't always focused on the other person more as like, as much as they were just like independently thinking about them and incorporating into their life. And it just like came full like to the front when in the pandemic you know brett and olivia both were just well for different reasons having to focus on themselves a little more so olivia going into work and not really having a whole lot of time to be at home and then yeah she wanted to check on her family so she went to go see them but brett took so much offense to that he was like everybody told her not to go this was a terrible idea uh the governor says everything's shut down and she's going into a car Yes, at the end of the day, she is still her own person that will, like, decide. Just because you don't think it's a good idea doesn't mean that, like, Mm -hmm. end of the world. And it's just, and, I mean, it was very clear when his friend at the end was debriefing with him about, did you learn anything? And he was like, no, I don't, what? I don't learn anything about myself. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) You are in a partnership here. This is not all about you and how you view the world and what you think should happen and your own opinions. Like, this is a whole nother person you're incorporating into this yeah. this life right now. I mean, yeah. even their cats didn't get along. Like his cat was, <laughs> his cat was so scratched up, you know. Like there was scratch marks all over the poor the poor guy or girl's face. You know, it's just, yeah. ugh, it just I, that was rough. And I mm-hmm. like it was rooting for them kinda in the beginning like it seemed interesting i don't know if i'd say i'm rooting for him he was really 
awful at The Bachelor. <laughs> he was kind of uh, hard to like, honestly. Yeah. yeah, the whole season he was hard. But yeah, <laughs> he started off yeah. with a weird foot. Like, I think before we got to, at least for me, before we got to the bachelor parties, I was like, okay, I can kind of see it. Like, he's kind of rigid, mm-hmm. but like when he was talking about, they do the whole montage of him doing stuff around his house by himself. Like, he was talking about how like. You know, when you're in a partnership, when it's making dinner, you're making dinner for us, not just making dinner. And, uh, you know, I, I love fixing things and I want to be that guy. And like he he clearly wants these things that are part of a long term partnership, a marriage and, you know, being mm-hmm. with someone and making it work. But like there's so many hurdles that I don't think he realizes he's putting up around himself to prevent people from getting to him. And being able to start that partnership. And he's just like, well, you failed to get to me. I'm right here. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, you've got 15 <laughs> hurdles in front of me. And we're in a swamp. Like, <laughs> Louisiana. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so I, I like, I, it, it breaks my heart that he couldn't have that like self-reflection of, mm-hmm. I can't even say that you learned something, really. There's not one thing that you learned from this experience. It was all Olivia's fault. Is that what you're saying? Like, you're, you're going to repeat this pattern. We talked about this last season too. You're going to repeat this pattern until you can start to self-reflect, start to look at what's happening and be just brutally honest with yourself about just what happened. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then reflect on it. Just think about it. The closest thing he got to that was talking about, yeah, I, I need to be more, I don't know the word he used, but decisive is what I'm going to use about wanting someone Money be with someone that wants kids now and that was like the closest he got to like self-reflection learning about himself yeah. Like, yeah but like we've seen that in previous seasons where the person thinks they know like they have they give one answer during the interviews but they really are kind of leaning the other way i think the best example would be jamie and beth where like they both said, oh, I might want to have kids. And then once they were together, they're like, no, I don't want kids. You don't want kids? Oh, my, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my yeah, right? Like, they both agreed on that. And, and also in that season, uh, previous season with Amber and Dave, where, you know, he kind of came to the realization, oh, I, you know, I, I do want someone who's religious. And his initial answer was like, ah, as long as they're not one way, they're not to the extreme. And I think that was a factor for the for these two as well where they're like they were different on their opinions on kids and i think they didn't realize that until they were together and then you start to like actually think about it for yourself and you're like oh like a lot of his actions and a lot of the things i when i heard him complain about things or point out things he's in building mode and he's building because he wants to have kids and if you're in that mindset, like it's hard to, it would, it's going to be hard to be with someone who isn't. Um, not to say, cause he's so frustrating in his communication and I get it. And honestly, I kudos to Olivia for bearing, like hanging in through that because that sarcastic stuff is just, it's hard. Oh, it's, it's so hard to watch. It really is. And, um, when his friend was talking to him, like I, I could tell, I was like, oh, you hate this too. Like you, you're sick and tired of his mm-hmm. constant sarcastic comments too. Like nobody likes this. So, you know, that's, that's definitely an area that he can improve in. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, please do that. Um, but I, I think if you were probably to ask 
Olivia now, she would probably tell you she knows for sure she doesn't want kids. I we haven't seen that yet, but from what she's from what I'm getting, I think she she doesn't want kids, and that's fine. Mm. But I'm going to disagree with you there because I think Dr. Okay. Viviana talked about this with her specifically when they had one of their couples sessions where sure. Dr. Viviana said it sounded like when you and I talked, you know, before she was matched that you could see yourself having kids with the right person in the right scenario. If that person in scenario uh, happened to come along, then you could see kids filling that thing, but it's, you don't see kids coming before that. And it's hard to imagine that without the person. And I think I'm kind of the same way with that. We're like a couple years ago, uh, you asked me if I wanted kids be like, I don't know. Like I, you know, I've thought about it. I'm just not really sure. I'm not in that stage yet, but like, being engaged and being with someone who I like a lot. And, um, you know, like no. it's easier to imagine that because it's like, this is who... <laughs> shut up. Like, this is who I would be raising these hypothetical children with. And like, I could see how cool that would be. And so I'm mm. like, I lean in a different way now. Um, so I think she's kind of like that where right now, if you asked her, do you want a kid? Like, no, but I mean, I would say that too, cause I'm not ready. <laughs> So I, I fully, I fully get that. Right. And I told, I, I definitely understand that, but like, I've done this in my life as well, where like, if I get asked something and I I'm leaning towards, no, I throw so many caveats in there that by the time you hit all these different caveats, it's not going to happen. Right. Like, Oh, do you want to, I'm throwing a party on Wednesday. You're going to come over. Oh yeah. If I finish my homework, do all the laundry, uh, say hi to my grandma. And like, it, it kind of felt like that when she gave her answer. Like I, you throw so many things. I'm not saying no, but the chances of me doing all this stuff is unlikely, you know? Um, and I, I think, and Hey, people might change. Like, like it's just because she, I think she feels that way now. doesn't mean that that can't change in the future, right? Like five years from now, she might love to have it but like his mindset is he you could tell he wants kids like <laughs> in <Yeah>. the next <laughs> two years <laughs> and i just don't see her being in that situation that soon um but like that's the least like that's probably like one out of the like eight different things that they had problems with so i'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that that was the main thing, but I do think it was a larger factor mm -hmm. than uh, they both anticipated. For yeah. sure. And I think there were some of like those realizations that came to light as they were talking, even like Olivia, when she reflected a little bit, maybe intimacy was a bigger issue for him than I thought it was in the beginning, that kind of stuff, where she's starting to realize that there are these hard and fast, you know, go-tos and, and deal breakers that, she has in herself that she learned through these interactions with Brett and mm -hmm. moving forward. I'm really hopeful for Olivia. She, I think she's just a really sweet person. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And I know she's going to find a great partner. So I'm looking forward to like just following her life and you know, through Instagram or whatever she feels like sharing. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, I just think she's a great person. Mm -hmm. She seems like she'd be really fun to hang out with. And like, I, we, I know we've talked about this before, but like just that idea of, there are certain things that you learn about yourself only by going through a relationship, whether it's successful totally. or not. I mean, successful in the sense of like staying in it long term. Um, and so I, 
I'm glad that it seems like she's gleaned something from this experience, even though it didn't turn out how she hoped. I hope Brett reflects on it somehow in his own way. I'm sure he would never let us know if he did because vulnerability is gross, but. (laughs) Ew. Ew. All right. Enough about them. Let's uh, let's talk about Henry. Positive topics. Oh, I was going to say Henry and Woody. I don't know if that's. (laughs) I don't know if that's a positive conversation. Their friendship blossoming is positive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a positive one. That is, that is a, that is a great positive. Uh, Being accused of being gay when you are not by your partner. Pretty out of line. Questionable Mm -hmm. if that is positive. Um, So there's the, we have kind of started off. There's a scene where he and Woody are together and they're at his, I think it's Henry's apartment and he kind of, lays out the whole um, accusation. I don't know if I even like the word accusation because that makes it sound like it's a bad thing, but whatever the uh, Christina's. Yeah. She just says that she got a text saying, alleging that somebody's sleeping with Henry, who's a guy and he's having this secret heter or homosexual relationship, whatever. Alleged is better. That sounds like some good legal stuff to throw in there. Alleged, alleged. Um, and I guess, oh, there's so much because we haven't really talked about it. This was kind of brought up earlier. Um, and I think Henry, I think it was the next episode. He mentioned that his concern in the beginning, he thought this was initially true. And then once information, he wasn't able to like, he's like, oh, can you show me the text? And the story keeps on changing. He now thinks that she just kind of said that to hurt him. In a, in a way, um, <laughs> I, what are your thoughts on this? I guess there's not really there's not, there's not really any defending it. So, just how do you feel? <laughs> I was so pissed when I heard that. First mm-hmm. of all, like how disrespectful! Like how dare you accuse your husband of having this homosexual affair from from this random text that you got from you don't know who the text is from and you can't recover the text to show your husband like Mm -hmm. what level of disrespect do you have for your relationship to do that like that just pissed me off Mm -hmm. and then to just not really talk about it and i and maybe this was just me seeing it from like a a viewer on the show i was like why don't you bring it up then and talk about it with each other like if this is something you're actually concerned about because you actually got this text where's the conversation to be like hey babe just kind of let you know this came my way I, I don't really know what to think of it and because we also haven't heard anything from her whether she believes it or not we just heard everything from henry so far and i'm just mm-hmm. like okay well handled christina very well handled handled um and so it was just like how like i literally any way other way to handle that would have been better right and it felt like her big zinger yeah. like the big thing that was like oh i got you is that he's you know, quote unquote, secretly gay. Not the fact that he's cheating on you in your marriage. Yeah, right? Like you're accusing him of an affair. (laughs) There's not just gay and straight. There's all sorts of in between upside down and all sorts of other color combinations. Like he could be bi, but the cheating part would be the real problem, right? To be like, 
she made it about like, oh, you're a, a deceitful person who's hiding this secret life. Like that is the most lazy way to cover up the fact that you're insecure, that he's not trying to feel you up every day because you're not being a great partner. And so it's very, very convenient for you to say like, oh, it makes sense now because he's quote unquote gay. And that's why he's not attracted to me because he wouldn't be because I'm a woman. Like that is some very messed up. I want to cuss a lot right now. <laughs> like it, it is incredibly messed up to yeah. Yeah. be like that level of projection and that level of manipulation, blackmail, just because you're trying to feel okay with the fact that, uh, someone who you're in a relationship with isn't trying to jump your bones every two seconds. Cause that's right. clearly all she wants is to, to feel like he thinks that she's attractive. Deal with your shit in your own way, Christina. <laughs> like do not put that on your partner. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care how much problems you have with your appearance. Guess what we all do. Like <laughs> you can deal with that without hurting other people. And like that yeah. crossed every single line in the book for me. I was so done with her after that. I was like, Nope, Nope. You will do anything to justify your storyline, what makes you feel okay at the detriment of everyone around you. Like, goodbye. Yeah. And that's also, exactly what like, she did because all she cares about is like being put on this pedestal because she wants every little thing all the beginning, all the way from beginning with flowers. Like, it's constantly, how can this person make me feel better? And how can this person show me that they like me? And what was that side comment she made to her friend? Why wouldn't he like me? I mean, like, I'm going to make, like, acting like she's this perfect amazing person that nobody could possibly like not like or get along with like please dial it back have some humility first but getting back to the topic at hand like that was just so out of line totally it, it definitely was and and like you said lazy <laughs> it's just it's funny how with the Brett and Olivia thing. Brett's a dick for leaving, but Olivia should have left a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if you want, so it's clear she likes. So she's gonna. She wants someone to take charge and all this stuff, and to she likes words of of affection and and all this stuff. And that's just not Henry. If you know that it's that big of a deal for you, just call it. I think the thing that scared me the more was just later episodes. So, you know, when they're at the retreat and she's acting as if everything is fine. That just, that's the thing. Like you could tell even he was a bit concerned by this. He's like, wait, what? no, we're not, we're not in a good space. Why? And she's like, oh, okay, let's take this room. Oh no, let's do this. Like, it's just, what, what I'm missing? Am I missing something? I just, it's. He knew that was going to happen too. I mean, yeah, he called it. He called he it. He's called like, it yeah, perfectly. she's gonna. He sees her clearly. Like, yeah, like they've been in separate bedrooms for this entire time. You could tell. Like, it's just it, they're not in a relationship, and yeah. it's it's wild that she continues to do that um, to give her the slight, slightest. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say benefit of the doubt, but just to give her a little bit of credit i think she did feel guilty after she said that immediately afterwards because in another episode she's she kind of touched upon it of like oh I didn't, I didn't think that i i shouldn't have said that blah 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 like she feels guilty but you've done it you know 
I think she has to understand or she has to know that like what she did wasn't okay. I think some level of her mm -hmm. understands that. And I think in the moment that felt like a safe jab that like maybe he wouldn't bring it up or he would be too ashamed about this accusation uh, to talk about it or something. Um, but I think on some level she understood like that was not cool. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to come out one way or another. Um, but like when Henry was talking to Woody about that, Woody was just like, what? <laughs> Sorry, what? Your wife said what to you? And you haven't talked yeah. about it? What? <laughs> like he was such yeah. a like good reality check of just like, what is the point in this anymore? And I think like they're talking about going to the couples retreat or whatever, like, cause that was coming up for them. And hmm. Henry was literally like, yeah, I'm hoping to enjoy at least part of this experience. Like talking about the retreat, <laughs> that he could hang out with his friends and like it, you know, too bad his wife's going to be there. And like, clearly he's just like hanging on, just counting down the days until yeah. the super day. Like, I mean, Henry has been checked out for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To your point, probably should have called it a while ago. But Christina seems to be yeah. in this world where, like, they're still on a path towards being together. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't understand. Her storylines yeah. are, like, it, it's it's so far away from reality. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Henry's my favorite so far on this season. Honestly, he's the best. But call it man call it like what like it seems yeah. like he's at this point like happy. i'm just going to enjoy this vacation and and you know go to this retreat and do all this stuff and i get that aspect of it it is it sounds interesting but it's just the fact that hey i at a certain point i think i would just be concerned for my general safety honestly like if you can't trust this person and like there, this, it feels like we're, this feels like it was a lie. You know, I don't know. Maybe she did get this text. I am not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into that. But if you think that she lied about that, she could lie about so many other things, man. Like at a certain point, it's just dangerous to be with a person like that. What if she lied about abuse, lied about whatever? Like, you just, you don't want to be in that situation. I get that it's a fun thing to do, but just, I, I think that's the only thing that I'm a little uh, disappointed isn't the right term, but I just, I wish he would have done better, addressed it differently. You know, as soon as she says that, you know, you say, of course, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. You do that. And then you call it, you call it right then and there. Cause you like, I'm not, I'm not going to be in a situation like this. I just, that's terrifying to me. Um, I just think that Henry's more the person to be extra polite in the situation and be like, I don't want mm -hmm. to make a big scene out of it. Like this is something that I already know is going to have the opportunity to end on decision day. Mm -hmm. So I'll just let that happen when I am given the chance. And he also knows himself very well. Like he talks about, yes, not having confidence and Christina uses that against him. But if you realize like he did not question that accusation you gave him about being like in, in a homosexual affair, that it was all you, Christina. And he was unaffaced by it. He was very much like, excuse you. Like, who, like that's when you really saw this other side of Henry come out, mm -hmm. this confident yeah. side to be like, 
you, that is not okay yeah. that you crossed a line there. And for Henry, like you do see these ways where he knows like he's just very self-aware he spent a lot of time with himself and knowing where he wants to grow as a person and areas he wants to develop and i think he also just is sick of it with christina like just not being open and honest because he is honest with himself if anything like he is not afraid to at least think you know and, and talk about like those things that are really going on that are issues of the relationship may have a tough time having a conversation with christina about it but we've seen it with pastor cab we've seen it with woody he's okay talking about it it's just christina sometimes is the best person to talk about it with and so yeah like mm. henry has a lot of positive sides to him it was just i think in this relationship he was just like all right i would rather let it play out until i'm given the silent you know opportunity kind of thing to, to politely leave this relationship mm -hmm. I mean, I get that. I totally do. And you're, yeah, you make really good points. Like I, I could see that being his thought process. And um, if I ever needed, if he was a lawyer, I would hire him in a second because when he's defending himself, it is like, he's got details. He's yeah. got facts. He's laying out a thesis. He's got the receipt. Like it's, it's well, <laughs> he's got the receipts. It's very well done. I guess my concern is we've seen in other seasons where people will say, oh, are you in this for the right reason? Right. We're not going to say that about him because we like him, honestly. Right. But like if this was when it was Zach and Mindy, everyone was like, well, you know that you don't want to be in this. Why are you still doing that? Da, da, da. Are you in this in it for the right reason? But it's Henry and we all like Henry and Henry is the the best like he he has that like underdog energy so we're all like mm. on his side but if he wasn't the, i just that's the thing i just kind of mm -hmm. want us to be fair in that and i caught it in myself because like i said he's my favorite person favorite person on this show the season so far mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know when it was Eck, i was like oh you're doing this wrong when it was brandon and taylor i was like taylor what are you doing like you, you don't want to be in this <laughs> when it's Henry, I'm like, yeah, Henry, get him. <laughs> Throw those facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of that debate between in in these marriages in general. It Are you of the camp of if you know pretty early on that this isn't going to work for you, call it? Or do you give it the time regardless, even if you're checked out? And... I think everyone's going to have a different approach to that. And like, to your point, Agu, you might kind of project that onto people differently, depending on if you like them or not. And like yeah. this thing with Henry, I think he is very likable because it's almost like he was set up to be like this. They, they talk about him like he's some loser. Like he just kind of like, you know, showed up and got lucky to be on this show or whatever. Like that's not true at all. It's just that he doesn't yeah. have the um, like arc, our cultural definition of what someone who's confident is, he doesn't fit that mold. He is his own version of, I think he is actually quite confident. I just think he's held onto that label and that's held him back. Um, the way he portrays himself in certain situations can be perceived as not being confident when I, I think there's other things going on there that have nothing to do. Like he knows himself, he know like he's defending himself when he's being attacked unjustly and he's, um, you know, able to art articulate what's not okay, what is okay. And like, yeah, he's not perfect at communicating with Christina, but 
Um, yeah. He's not like, <laughs> he's not like some scrub, like he's fine. He's just different than how people think of a confident person. Um, and so I think like- Can't get no love from me, <laughs> hanging in the passenger side. I don't know if there's like a copyright claim or whatever, so I'll stop there, but. I'm sure they'll be calling us immediately. Like, take this episode <laughs> down. Uh, so yeah, I just think it's like all this stuff about Henry's not confident. Oh, he's so shy. Like, oh, that's BS. Like, look at him for who he is. And like, nobody's one thing. <laughs> We're all a billion zillion parts. So that's just like how he carries himself. Do we want to shift over to talking about some of the retreat yeah. um, activities? Yeah. So Stranger's Spouse happened during that time. Miles talked about Black Lives Matter. Um, we had some couples that were just having a lot of fun on you know, the whole retreat aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like they had <laughs> the Stranger Spouse's game was funny to me because Miles and Karen did so well, <laughs> as well as um, didn't Henry and Olive, or Henry and... <laughs> Henry. Christina, they started off strong. I was like, oh, they're going to win this. (laughs) And like the questions were really obscure where I don't think they were really things that you would know even with someone you know well. Like one of the questions was like, does your partner when they go number two crumple or fold their toilet paper? Like, I don't want to know that. Sorry. I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want to know that. I don't want to get that right. That's a level of closeness that I'm I don't want in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny. I'm very like- happy that we agree on that because, yeah, I don't want to know. I'm good. I'm good. As far as I'm concerned, Bay does not poop. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> just I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't just happen. Magically disappears. It's I always smell good to God. So funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, that was cute. Oh my gosh, it seemed like they had. Mm-hmm. I think everyone was just relieved to be around other people, <laughs> which I could definitely understand of Word. getting yeah. a group setting. Um, yeah. It was really cute when they were cooking. They're like making all this delicious looking food. I wanted to eat all of it. It looked so good. <laughs> they're all hanging out in that kitchen. They always make good food at the retreats. Oh, they didn't have a crock pot this I time just... though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they messed up. Was... They messed up. Did you guys notice Bennett was eating with a spatula? In he, was. A, he was eating a salad with a freaking. Oh. No, sorry, not a spatula, a whisker. Like the thing you used to whisk eggs. He was just okay. like sticking it in the thing and gra- I'm like, what are you doing? How did that grab food? I don't know. I don't know this. I just. That's oh, hilarious. Man. I did not notice that. That's oh. great. Just like they had so many gems. He's doing what he does. He's, he's living his he's life. Bennett. Being Bennett. Yes. That was interesting. His like worm dance was. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I think oh it would have been better God. if he didn't have the sound effects. Like if he just did the his struggle worm and not do the weird groaning, <laughs> grunting thing he was doing. No one wanted that. No one wanted that, man. Just stick to the, oh the weird gosh. worm. Is the worm on a tile floor, you're never going to have a good time unless you're really good at the worm. You're basically just dropping yourself on the floor over and over. I mean, he also mentioned he's in a dress. Like you gotta main, you gotta maintain your modest, your modesty or whatever. Try not to. He was just so confident with it. I was like, oh, own it, Bennett. Like you don't have to be perfect. Own it. I, we love that. Like everybody, whatever you want to do, you do you. You do. You. Nobody's watching. That's great. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Yeah. I loved that. That was so funny watching him do that. It really, oh my goodness. I, I really enjoyed it's the, these uh, couple retreat episodes are starting to become like my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point, like you could, there are like relatively friends, like they've been through quite a bit. I mean, this season in particular, there were uh, <laughs> going through a pandemic and like they were together. The couples were together longer than normal. So there's that. And there's a, uh, you just, you feel like you know these people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So seeing them all together, it's, it's really cool and interesting. Um, Miles and Karen got super competitive with the that little letter ball thing. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I feel like they get competitive a lot. <laughs> yeah. They're about. Yeah, they're cute. Karen. Uh, I guess I did want to say I like that they were able to um, touch upon the, uh, you know, the social unrest that's going on in the pandemic. And um, it's we kind of mentioned how we had like two um, medical professionals in a pandemic, like how weirdly like fitting that was. It's like a great little time capsule of this time period. And having Miles, who is a very Afrocentric person already in this time period as well. I it was it was great that he was able to talk about it and bring, you know, his perspective to it. And um I just it's like you couldn't have planned it better. Obviously, they didn't, but I feel like in a situation like this, you want someone who can articulate and, you know, give nuance to what the different perspectives. And he was perfect for that. And um, even Karen's words uh, as well. I just, I was really, as you guys know, I've not been the biggest fan of their relationship, but this is just, I'm, I was really, really proud and happy that yeah. they were able to 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 do that and I'm, I'm happy with the show and that the show was able to address that too and you know a lesser show would have tried to um gloss over it and be like no nothing is happening don't worry about it everything is fine we're all good it's ooh, ooh, what what's over here nothing to see and like the show was able to talk about it and do so in a yeah. in a smart and respectable way so yeah. Um, like I know if, if we wanted to like go into details about the, uh, uh, about it, that alone is like multiple different podcasts and whatnot. Um, you know, I know racism was solved because we elected a black president, but, um, you know, that's sarcasm <laughs> before, <laughs> before anyone thinks, uh, uh, otherwise, but, um, I just, yeah, I was just really 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 happy with how they addressed that um yeah i i was really proud of them because i think it must have been such a personal choice to want to talk about that in that setting and i could also imagine that there's a lot of pressure to be like okay we're i mean they have four black cast members on the show this year so um with what's happening in just the united states during that time and what has been going on for a long time do you use that platform? Are you comfortable like kind of processing your trauma on TV and finding a way to articulate that in 
a way that other people are going to understand and, and doing that in a way that you feel okay with. Like, um, and I think when, when Miles was saying what he wanted to say, I think Karen was kind of surprised that he was being so open, but like was really proud of him. So I think that was a good moment for them of being like, okay, this is, this is my husband. He cares about these things. He's going to speak his mind, even if other people are maybe a little uncomfortable (laughs) and um, just being able to be vulnerable when it's a a really intense time for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was so important that it was brought up on this show because that is a platform to speak on. And a lot of times when those of us who really like to be involved in diversity, equity, inclusion conversations, folks who come to that table are already a part of that group and or like just wanting to make a difference. So a lot of times it becomes an echo chamber. And when you start to have those conversations with either someone you, a group of people you just met relatively or you are just having it on television, that is a platform to just showcase these are opportunities for conversations to start happening. It gives way to that and it says how okay it is to have those conversations and how they really should be integrated into our everyday society. And this is not a, hey, great things are happening, people are getting married. And then over there, there's like kind of some bad stuff. Like, no, this is like our society, this is our life, and both are married together, and these are things that are happening every single day. So I love that it was brought on such a public platform to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, like, yeah. Christina's reactions to things, like, not only that moment, but other times when they were, like, doing the letter thing, and where they, like, write a letter to their younger selves, and just, like, other moments, I felt like it surprised me how emotional she got um where she i think like especially with what we were just talking about with her and henry of like the big accusation and how woody knows about this by extension Omani knows about this um like they it just seemed like every time she got emotional everyone was like rolling their eyes at her <laughs> it, it yeah it yeah was rough like she just again feels like she's in a whole other universe throughout this whole thing and like that was kind of painful to watch honestly Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it comes across sometimes that she's just not very genuine with her, you know, trying to be empathetic or just trying to relate to some topics. Like sometimes you don't know something, it's fine. You don't have to be the expert in the room to solve it all. Like you're saying you're sorry. Like, did you do anything? Like, what What are you saying? Like, it's, it's just very, she's trying to like be somebody that she's not. And it's okay to have those conversations. Like it's okay to like learn and and want to be helpful, but genuinely want to be helpful, not want to have the solution already, you know, in front of you. And well, I think she wanted to stop being uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I, that just struck me as nervous talk, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) also not a big fan of her, but in that situation, (laughs) I, you know, I, I am, I'm giving her, uh, a pass on that one. Um, what I would not to, to kind of leave the topic a little bit, but when she was kind of like her weird, the, her tears thing that you kind of mentioned, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's it's good to be with you guys, and uh, it's good to be with my close friends." I don't like. We know that Woody and Henry hang out. We know that <laughs> Woody and Miles are 
close friends. Who is she hanging out with out here that she's like tearing up? My close friends, oh my like girl. who? Yeah. Like the cat? Like maybe production? Like I don't, I don't know about that. I just it the tears and I. Some people are very emotional, and I, I, I get that. Maybe not emotional, but some people are. Uh, yeah, expressive and in, in tears. <laughs> wow, that was a very PC way of saying that. <laughs> but it's not real. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was see, I was doing the southern thing where like you like give him the bed. Honey, Are you sandwich. She's the sweetest. You heard of that? You know, she's so sweet. Wait, what? Uh, I've heard it referred to as the praise sandwich. So you start with something nice, like Mabel. You look great today. Your jokes were awful, but I love your earrings. <laughs> so then you cap it with two nice things, and so you're just like, oh my god, that's totally yeah, like, unrelated. Shit, Mabel, you got to fight her now. You got to fight her. She she insulted you. Uh, no, there is a phrase that you always use when you're talking about Southern hot, like. That was backhanded, like, oh, I can't remember it now, but it's like. She's the sweetest thing, but she's dumb as rocks. Like, that type of thing, where it's like you start. Not those, not those words, but like. I apologize oh. for my accent, everyone. But, like, you see, I'm not even going to say Southern community, because that's just bad to everybody. And nobody needed that accent. <laughs> um, but, like, I just. Oh, man. The, it's crocodile tears. It's what it is. It's just, it's it's so hard to see. And just don't, like, I get it. You feel uncomfortable in that situation. That's cool. You don't it's have fine. to talk. And that's <laughs> you know? But Like, yeah. your, your spouse doesn't like to talk in that situation. It's fine. So just just channel Henry. Channel Henry. He, he got, he has it right. <laughs> just in general, she, she kept on, she just had this whole thing or you kind of mentioned a different world where it's just, she just makes it seem as if they're closer friends than they actually yeah. are. And that I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like. That feels like when you're in a club and a guy's like, oh, this is my, oh, a goo, what's up? I'm like, I saw you twice, man. I was drunk <laughs> both times. I don't know you. I don't even know you, man. Like, just don't like that type of stuff. Um, but but like we see this a lot from her like this entire season has just been yeah. like a couple different things of her she she like acts like she wants to be this confident person who is so self-assured and knows herself and such a funny you know personality that just gets along with everybody and is best friends with everybody and it's just like what narrative are you telling to whom like <laughs> <laughs> Because it's completely self-protective uh -uh. where I think that's the yeah. major disconnect because the, the person that you're describing that she sees herself as is not who she actually is. And she can, she's not mm. either acknowledging that or she's ignoring that. Like either she doesn't understand that that is, is happening yet where there's just like this complete lack of awareness. So like she, I think she literally is kind of like living a different storyline than literal reality because everything is twisted to fit what makes her feel okay and that's why we see the thing about the big accusation that's why we see her reacting all these really strong ways to different things if all her best friends are here and they're just like we never hang out or talk <laughs> you know and it, yeah. it's rough mm -hmm. and like then you don't really get to have them have 
good conversation about their issues. You hear Christina like bring some things up about him not being as competent as she wants him to be, but like they never have actually constructive conversations about the relationship. They don't talk. Which <laughs> they don't talk, which was really funny in the car ride home. Oh my gosh. That was so funny in episode 15 when it kicked off. The episode 15 kicks off with all the couples leaving the retreat. And you have Amani and Woody partying out, dancing in the car. And then you have Miles and Karen still having, you know, their own dance moves in the car. You even have Olivia, or not Olivia, um, Amelia. Amelia and Bennett, like, having fun <laughs> and, do, and grooving on the car. Yeah. And then just cuts to Christina yeah. and Henry. Should've, they should have, like, put cricket sounds or something back right. there. That was <laughs> Yes. It was. Chef Kissing. Kudos. <laughs> Kudos to the team. Well done with the editing on there. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine, um, like, being on production as soon as that's happening? Like, oh, my gosh. You know what's a really funny way to portray this. Like, whoever thought of that probably had so much fun. <laughs> you know, the worst part is I feel like they had so much footage of them just being awkward around each other that they didn't even have to look that far like this entire season it's just them sitting next to each other and like the amount of times i can think of them like just sitting across from each other and they're just like yeah yeah it's like do something do something Mm -hmm. gosh Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a struggle um i feel like we haven't Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about the conversations in the retreats. So Bennett just always has really interesting things to say. Like he words them very well and he has interesting thoughts to say. So like talking about being in a pressure cooker where the situation is that they, you know, they're getting married in this and they're in the middle of pandemic. Like he is really good at similar to Miles, understanding himself and what's going on and communicating that very well. I just love hearing Mm -hmm. the conversation, like contributions that Bennett makes because he just, he doesn't always talk and he's not like the the person who's always out there in the group. But when he does Mm -hmm. talk, he has some impressive stuff to say. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Like he is a great communicator. He really is. and, And it's, it feels measured and accurate and like it feels like he's summarizing everyone's yeah, thoughts every time he does well. that it's it's a it's a great skill to have i just i don't know what what i gotta select in the genetic lottery <laughs> to get that skill but i that would be, yeah, that would be he's nice. extremely thoughtful um, and like really analytical mm-hmm. about the world and how everything's working together i really think he would be an excellent professor of like um theology or something like that where it's like those kind of big dance. ideas huh? <laughs> dance dance, yeah, dance teacher. <laughs> yes Please. or he would become like a professor at like a fashion design academy with all his little oh. outfits i can't that watermelon shirt that he and his uh his uh partner was wearing did you notice that one, Belle? They were wearing, they, he had a watermelon shirt, matching shorts, and then mm-hmm. Amelia was wearing a watermelon shirt when she was talking to her friends later. So I don't know if they got matching shirts or she was wearing his shirt. No way! Energy. <laughs> he was, it, it's probably more likely that he They're was wearing so her cute. shirt. <laughs> That's like when they're matching for their little um, black date. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was their little outfit.